faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. If you're looking for commercial ad space, product review, or brand sponsorship, please contact the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast for a rate quote and or media kit. That's the Pum Pum Chronicles at gmail.com. We look forward to working with you. Greetings, 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 and welcome, Pum Pum Posse. Bless up yourselves. This is the Pum Pum Prophetess, <laughs> better known as AJ Badass Jones, host of the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. You can find me on my social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter at the Pum Pum Chronicles. You can also follow my personal pages on Instagram and Twitter at badass underscore Jones underscore. If you want to get in touch with me, if you have questions, uh, content submissions, or anything thereof, you can do so in one of two ways. You can either email me at the Pum Pum chronicles at gmail.com or you can hit up the call in line at 320-270-1086 and of course the podcast can be found on all platforms where podcasts can be listened to including but not limited to limited to spotify iHeartRadio, and amazon podcasts um everybody i hope that you are good it is the last day of the year i am time stamping this episode it is the last day of 2022 not entirely sure how we got here so quick. I feel like this year sped by, but I feel like for the last five years, I've been saying that, that the year has gone by like, I'm like fast, 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 fast. Um, but you know what? I'm happy and I'm grateful. It's been a good year. It's been uh, an enlightening year. Um, a lot of great experiences, a lot of personal growth and development. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I hope that you have all been well. It's been a hot minute since I've done an episode, took a little bit of a, a hiatus and some downtime, but definitely wanted to make sure that I did an episode before the year ended. There are a bunch of questions um, that were submitting to me, personal questions and just kind of general feedback questions or, you know, people wanted my uh, input, guidance, feedback, advice, and so on. So uh, I'm going to try to get through all of them. If for some reason I don't, I will definitely, definitely make sure that I do uh, in the first week of the new year. So of course, when we do the personal questions and what have you, this episode is called The Love Jones. So we're going to start off. Um, AJ, do you think that people give up too easily on relationships nowadays? Um, <laughs> so I took this one kind of personally because there was a point for me where, you know, you had maybe like a month to show yourself. And if it, you know, if it wasn't gone in, then I was just done. But I don't think that that was what's the person, what the person meant. I think they mean like once you're already established in a relationship. Um, I want to say yes, I do feel like people do give up too easily on relationships nowadays. And, and the reason being is because, okay, so we have a lot of, as you know, um, outside influences in terms of social media. Um, that being, you know, we have people who peg other people's relationships as relationship goals for themselves, whether they're in a relationship or whether they're single and looking for a relationship. Like the amount of times I've seen people post up, in particular women, that they want to know what Sierra's prayer was to get um, Russell Wilson. The thing is like, 
Sierra moves in a completely different circle than a lot of us move in or will ever move in. So like if you are used to being around people, let's say, who are like McDonald's level, not that there's anything wrong with McDonald's level because even people who work at McDonald's find love. I'm just saying as an example, if you're if you're a, a, a low in a low income bracket, the chances of you meeting a Russell Wilson are slim and few and far between. If you're praying for somebody that's in your tax bracket or slightly higher, then yeah, you know what I mean? I could see that as doable, manageable, but people pray for things that, and again, it's not to say like it doesn't ever happen because we all know that there are Cinderella stories and what have you, but you know, um, but then I see it's like people don't want to work at their own relationships because they're busy looking at other people's relationships and how perfect relationships are. And at the end of the day, unless you live in a house with those people, you don't actually know what goes on behind closed doors. Closed doors. Even when we watch reality TV and we're looking at celebrity lives, you know, as much as we we see them or we think that we're seeing them, you know, because they're on camera, there's a whole segment of these people's lives that don't ever get filmed. Yeah, that's something I said, like... And, and some of that is is scripted or pre-planned or, or whatever you want to call it, right? So as much as we see these people's lives on camera, there's a whole segment of these people's existence that we don't see. Yeah, sometimes we see the bad moments, the crying, the cussing, the fighting, the whatever. But again, there is a whole segment of these people's lives that you don't actually get to see. So when I see people look at, oh, you know, uh, they're in a new relationship, they're all in love. And then two twos, I'm looking at their page. The picture of their man is gone. The picture of their woman is gone. One minute they're booed up and loved up and all kind of, you know, romance I'm so in love and like three months later they've ditched the person because of whatever reason um so for me it's two things i think that people get into relationships way too quickly my friend haven always says he has like a 12-step program and i tease him about it and keys you know what i mean my husband wife keys um you know she has like a set of guidelines you know for her when she's getting into a relationship in terms of just taking your time to get to know the person you know, I feel like everyone shows their representative in that first three to six months. It would start to, it would, it's around the six, maybe even nine month mark that people's facade starts to come down and you start to see the real person. And that's when you can determine whether or not you can be in a relationship. I do think that one of the reasons that people dump relationships so quickly is because they fall in love with the representative. Once they start to see the real person, they just decide that they can't deal with that and they're out. And not that they don't have the right to. But I just, I'm not in favor of people wasting people's time on some romantic facade or some sort of, um, you know, they've romanticized being in love based on what they see uh, on social media, maybe like on TV. I remember one time, I think I've told this story before, I was getting my nails done and there was a a set of young girls, not younger women, in their uh, late teens, early 20s, getting their nails done. Two of them, two or three of them had baby strollers, maybe about five of them. And they're talking about, you know, what they've seen on something they've seen on social media. And she's like, oh, one of them's like, oh, I can't wait, you know, for somebody to propose and buy me a big diamond ring. And then I have kids, you know, that look like him. And or, you know, girls talking about, oh, they've seen a guy and his eyes are so pretty. She'd love to have a baby for him because the eyes are so pretty or whatever. And it's like setting those type of, excuse me, setting those type of relationship goals for yourself based on other people's lives, based on trivial things um, and non-sustainable things. To me, it's just absolutely crazy, but I think that that's one of the things that leads to people giving up on relationships so easy. No one wants to do the hard work. They want what they think looks easy on social media, and that, to me, is just absolutely... It's its crazy. Um, 
Because you're never going to have a successful relationship if you're always looking at other people's relationships instead of focusing on your own relationship and figuring out what works for you and the person that you're with. Learning your communication styles, learning your love languages, applying the person's love languages, not just loving them the way that you think you want to love them or the way you think that they should be loved, but actually making an effort to apply the way that they want to be loved. Um, so many different things, you know, there's, there's a lot of give and take, um, you know, uh, communication and figuring out what the, and, and I'm not saying that I'm the best at any of those things. Um, this year has definitely been a learning lesson for me. The past year and a half has been a learning lesson for me in terms of relationship development. Um, but I don't focus on anybody else's relationship. I focus on the relationship that I'm in and trying to figure out how that works. So as most of you know, um, I had started dating somebody about a year and a half ago and I was all happy and, you know, falling in love and all the good, the good feels and all that kind of stuff. Something tragic happened, um, with him on a personal level family. Um, we got derailed and, you know, I, I didn't give up in terms of saying, you know what, fuck it. I'm not going to do this anymore. I can't be here. I can't handle this. What I did was reframe our relationship where I could still be involved with him, still be a support to him, but not lose myself emotionally in what was happening. And so the conversation I had with him was that like, I can't be your girl or continue to work towards that because you're not emotionally present. And I don't want to be dragged into like a dark place or a downward spiral. But what I can do is continue to be your friend and support you. Um, and we remained, we remained friends. Like we stayed connected. We stayed in contact. We cut out the, the romantic part, the sexual part, the intimate part, and, and just continue to work on building a friendship, which wasn't a terrible thing. Um, you know, some people may say, oh, you gave up on the relationship. And I guess from a perspective that may be true, but to me, the better part of the relationship was continuing to be friends and not just leaving because things weren't working out romantically between us. Um, so that's, that's my... Yeah, that's my take. Uh, next question. Would AJ, would you date someone who lived with their mama, with their mom? Um, <laughs> man, in this fucking economy right now, yeah, I would. Um, the, the truth is like life is just getting harder. Um, we are in a recession that's probably just going to get worse as time goes. You know, people who have a good income, people with, you know, they can't even afford to live by themselves. So it's a couple of things, you know, if he doesn't work nowhere, doesn't have no ambitions, not going to school, not pursuing entrepreneurship, like he's just a bum living in his mama's basement or a room in his mother's house and she's minding him, then yeah, that's a, that's a hard no for me. That is a hard pass. Move the fuck on. I'm sure there's somebody out there for you. It's just not me. But if they live at home with their mom or their parents, um, you know, because financially it makes sense, um, because, they're taking care of their parents because they are building a brand and, you know, they're, they're helping take care of, like they're contributing to the household, but they're also focusing, they're going to, they went back to school, you know, whatever that, those are reasonable, um, reasonable things for me where I would date somebody that lives at home with their mom. Do I want to meet your mom right away? No, not because you live there means that, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll have to figure out meeting. So I'm not above having car sex. Not above, you know, getting a little sucky sucky and a little jucky jucky in the back seat or the front seat or outside of the car. Um, but yeah, for me, those those kinds of <laughs> those kinds of things are reasonable. I think about it like uh, last summer, my son moved back home for um, six months so that he could save. Um, he was planning for his wedding. He contributed to the household still. It, it, it didn't require a lot because, you know, everything's pretty much taken care of. Um, but 
you know, he he moved home because it made sense. We had a conversation about it. Should his girl have stopped dating him because he moved back in with his mom? No, because that would just be stupid. Like if there's a reasonable explanation, you're not a bum. You're actually doing something productive with your life. You just financially can't manage to be uh, on your own and keep afloat. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. You know, people who always say things like, oh, I would never date a man that lives with their parents. You don't know the circumstances of the situation, you know? Um, somebody that I know in, in Jamaica, like his father is elderly and ill. He lives with his father or his father lives with him, however you want to class it, because he needs to be able to take care of his, his parent. You know, sometimes we just go with that ignorant part of our brain, like, oh, you live at home with your, but what's the reason why, you know, people don't always want to dig deeper. And the funny thing is like, I mean, that could be your person, you know, um, be open to it. You have people out here who, who have people that live on their own and who are bums and doing nothing. And, and you want to date them because you can actually go to their, their place. Like that's a poor reason to be dating somebody. Cause you can go hang out at their house. You don't know what they're doing, if they're doing, or if they're not doing anything. You know what I mean? You could very be easily dating somebody that has no ambition to work and is collecting government assistance because they have no ambition to work. I've come across people who are like that. So for me, it, it, it's, it depends on the circumstances as to why the person is living with their, their parent, their, their mom, their dad, their whomever. Again, if it is somebody that has no ambition and they're sitting down every day in the house doing nothing, not even going to the con at the hustle, I would even respect that when they're doing nothing but eating cereal and sitting on their mom's couch every day, taking up space and their mom is paying for everything for them. No, bun that. That is a hard pass. But as I said, if it's something where they're, they're, they've moved home to save money because they're starting a business, but they're contributing to the household. If they're going to school, uh, they've just started a brand. They are working full time, but finances are just not giant up and they don't want to like struggle. They want to be able to, you know, live um, then, then that's, that's, to me, those are reasonable things. Um, what would you say is your most toxic dating trait? <laughs> um, I will say, um, I've had in past, uh, falling for men who are emotionally unavailable. Um, I don't even, I, I can't, I haven't done like the shadow work with myself to figure out what that's about. Um, I don't know, maybe it's something that traces back to my childhood. I'm not sure. It's not something that has happened a lot, but I would say it's happened enough that it definitely is a toxic trait. Um, yeah, like I have made my, and I know you guys would never believe it. Like you, AJ? Yeah, me. Um, I've made myself into a silly ass um, I feel like I have completely lowered myself, lowered my standard, uh, for somebody that I knew didn't, I, I don't see the thing is like, I, I can't say that the person didn't want me. Cause it's like, you know, they tell you that they want you, but they don't show it in any way, shape or form. And so I kept throwing myself, throwing myself, throwing myself, giving them reasons, you know, like just utter craziness. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Falling for emotionally unavailable men, men has definitely been one of my most, most toxic traits. And then one that's kind of like gotten me into hot water is, um, forgetting people's names after we stop talking. Like you could be somebody that I talk to every day for like three months straight. And, um, let's say like we fuck and it was whack and you know, some bullshit happened. I, yeah, I will forget your name. Like right away um there have been times where i've had to ask keys yo guy do you remember such a, and i'll give the description and she'll tell me the person's name because it just 
I don't know, you become so irrelevant to me that you just get wiped from my memory banks. And and I've actually sat here. I remember um, being on uh, the Plenty of Fish app and, you know, people that I, I know that I talked to or like didn't want to talk to you anymore or whatever. It was just like garbage interacting with them. Like I blocked them. And then I come across one profile. I'm looking like, what's this guy's name? What's this guy's name? Cat for the life of me can't remember this person's name and somebody must have talked to good 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 every day i'd have to show keys the picture i'm like guy who's this and she'll tell me um it just becomes irrelevant i know it's it's a bad thing especially when you buck that person in real life and they say to you don't remember my name do you and i'm like um i do like <laughs> you're lying i've had <laughs> to my embarrassment i've had that happen um and i had to fess up and be like honestly I really don't. I'm so sorry. Like, and they'd be like, yo, that, what kind of thing is that? Like, you know, how do you fuck somebody and not remember their name? I'm like, like no disrespect. It just wasn't important. Yeah. Having to say that to somebody and watching this, like, it's like they got slapped in the face. It's not nice. Cause I'm pretty sure if somebody did that to me, I'd probably feel pretty shitty. But then at the same time, like me and you aren't in anything. You know what I mean? We haven't talked in months. We just happened to run across each other in the street you know what I mean? It's not like, then it, then then the conversation is like, oh, you know, so can we, can I get, can we exchange numbers again? And I'm thinking to myself, Bridget, I just said to you, I don't remember your name. I wouldn't want, <laughs> I wouldn't want to talk to me if somebody told me that, you know what I mean? If it was me and, and he said to me, he didn't remember my name, I wouldn't be standing there begging for your number. Get the hell out of here. That to me, that to me is like, yeah, that's, that's embarrassment. That's public embarrassment, but some people don't have shame, so yeah that's it those are those are two of my toxic traits um ha question do you believe in love at first sight uh i do i really and truly do um because i believe in in energy i believe that there is something some things in the universe that just can't be explained um I tell people all the time, one of my favorite, favorite love stories is my aunt and uncle. Uh, They are both now in their 80s. Um, They met in their 20s, I believe, like their mid to late 20s. And in three months, they got married, fell in love, got married and moved from Jamaica to England and lived in England um, for like 40 years before retiring. At the time when they met, uh, she had she had a child. So that baby was a couple of months old, like not even a year old, maybe a year old. Let me say my cousin. And um, he had had a child with somebody. And like I said, met, fell in love, got married. Um, Him, her and her daughter moved to England and they lived there their whole lives until they retired. And then they moved back to Jamaica. They never had children together. Um, And they just, yeah, they just stayed in love. And, And I asked my uncle, like he how like how <laughs> and you stayed together and he's like when I saw her I just knew like when I saw her I saw my wife um and and uh I asked my aunt the same thing and she, her response was almost identical and it's not like when I talked to them they were in the same room they were in separate spaces she was cooking when I talked to her and he was at the side of the house in his corner where the breeze blows nicely um and and for me that's one of the things that reinforces that love at first sight really does exist um yeah I I don't know like I don't have any sort of like you know highbrow explanation as to why I just believe in energy it's kind of like when you meet somebody and you feel like you've met the person before or you know what I mean like you feel like your paths have crossed but you know definitively that there's no way possible that they would have 
um, for me, it's one of those kind of things. And, and, um, yeah, that's it. I do. I, I do believe in love at first sight. Um, (laughs) what does intimacy look like to you? Uh, so intimacy for me is definitely not the, uh, it's not, it has nothing to do with sex. Um, but kind of has to do, no, it doesn't have anything to do with sex because it's really not about the, the act of sex. Intimacy to me is um, the way in which you love and take care of a person, the way in which you love and take care of that person's heart, the way in which you love and take care of that person's needs, the way in which you love and show up for that person, the way in which you love and um, take care of that person, you know? Um Intimacy to me is something as simple as, you know, knowing my person is having a stressful day and having them rest their head in my lap, putting a blanket over them and just rubbing their head, massaging their shoulders. It's, you know, the simple things like, um, you know, I'm, I'm cooking and getting a kiss on my shoulder. You know, it's the simple things like um, sending a, a message in the middle of the day, just saying, you know, you're on my mind. I was thinking about you. Or, you know, coming home with a little trinket. It doesn't have to be anything expensive or super or whatever, but something you know that your person would like, something you know that your person would smile at. Um, And then on the sexual side of intimacy, it's about paying attention to the person's, their needs, you know, and not necessarily like rushing in and ravaging their body, but taking time to appreciate and explore their body, taking time to, it, it sounds goofy, but taking time to count like all the hairs in their eyebrows. You know what I mean? And, and and looking at the shape of their face and looking at where their freckles sit and if they've gotten a new one. It's, it's you know, simple things like, you know, for me, like my feet are ashy because everybody knows how I, I don't love to lotion my feet. And and getting some oil and getting some lotion and just saying, hey, come here and putting my feet in your lap and, and, and massaging and lotioning my feet because it's something that I don't do for myself on a regular basis. Um, but it's a moment in which we can connect on a deeper level and just kind of talk about the day. Um, intimacy to me is more of a spiritual thing and less of a sexual thing. And if it is a sexual thing, it's a non-penetrative thing. It's, it's about being in your body, feeling the emotions that you feel, um, and sharing energy and space with a person, um, laying naked with your person face to face and talking about your day and feeling that energy exchange between you. Those are the things to me that classify, um, as intimacy. That's a good question. I like that question. Um, (laughs) What is your favorite erogenous zones? Where do you like being touched, man? All these deeply personal questions. Um, Do I have a favorite erogenous zone? I guess if I had to pick one, uh, it would be my... Hmm. (laughs) I... See, I don't want to go for like the obvious one. Okay, so I will say that my favorite erogenous zones or my in my top three favorite erogenous zones is the area, uh, it's just your trapezius, your trapezoid, the little fleshy part where like you see vampires bite. So not your neck where your juggler is, but that, that fleshy muscular or muscle area between your neck and your shoulder blade. I think it's called your trapezius or your traps. <laughs> um, yeah, because your glutes are in your ass. And I think it's your traps. So if it's not your traps, then I sound stupid. So if it's not that, let me just describe it in basic terms, in layman terms. It's that fleshy spot between your neck and your sh- and your shoulder, uh, your rotator cuff. 
and just above your shoulder blade. Um, having that area licked, sucked, kissed, or bitten, yeah, you're gonna get fucked. Like, one time. Like, just straight, there's no, no stopping in the middle, no foreplay required. That alone, yeah, you're gonna get some pum-pum, and you're gonna get some good pum-pum, like, <laughs> that area for me, yeah, that's an absolute weakness, and it's really interesting that I've actually told this now, uh, in this episode, because I generally, you know what I mean, like, you try not to tell people, like, give people all your tells, but that, that is one of the top three, um, spots for me, um, and where do I like being touched? Uh, it really depends on the mood and the moment sometimes I don't want you to touch me like (laughs) as weird as that sounds um sometimes I just want to like get to the business you know what I mean like I don't want all the you know the stops in between like you're playing a monopoly board no I just want to just go to the end and finish kind of like snakes and ladders you want to get like the biggest ladder so you can just go right to the top um but when I do like in those moments that I do um my hands uh my arms my shoulders um my elbow crease um, my lower back. I'm learning to love being touched on my, on my stomach, like the lower part of my tummy, because I I know, like you guys have seen me. It's not like I have a, well, I've been told I don't have a fupa as much as I think I do. I've got a miniature, miniature fupa, but, but for the longest time, I didn't like to be touched there because I felt like it was just weird. You know what I mean? Like it's somewhere where I hold in touch for myself and having anybody else touch it was weird. Um, but somebody that I met, uh, this year, um, taught me how to embrace that part of my body. I feel like that's the last part of my body that I wasn't super duper in love with. Like I like it and I like the fleshiness of it, but I wasn't super duper in love with it. Um, And after having a conversation with this individual, yeah, I've learned to embrace entirely uh, that part of my body. And so like now I am completely in love with me, not in a narcissistic, oh my God, like I'm the, the best, you know, type of way, but just being in love with who I am and the physicality of myself. Um, so yeah, being, being touched on my lower stomach area as well has been something that's been, um, been, become one of my spots that I like being touched. Ah, okay. So this next one is a crazy question. What is one of my worst sex stories ever? And I was thinking because, uh, when we did our, our last live of the year with three guys and a girl, shout out to the guys. Um, uh, we talked about our worst sex stories and, and we were talking about the toilet paper in the ass when you're when you're uh, going down on somebody. And I, I know in that one I had mentioned uh, we were in the 69 position. He was on top for a number of different reasons. I like that position where the guy is on top in the 69. And as I'm sucking his dick and about to go up and lick his balls, I'm looking at tissue paper, toilet paper in his body like he didn't clean it out. And so I very quickly moved my head to the side and kind of scooted out from underneath him. And he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, yeah, nothing. I'm like, honestly, like I'm starting to feel, I made some kind of excuse. Um, we didn't end up fucking, <laughs> which was disappointing because he had a great dick. But I'm thinking to myself, like your asshole's dirty. How do you take a dump? How do you doo-doo and not wipe up? Anyway, so that was that was the story that I told. But um, another crazy sex story. It, it, so this person that I met, like we'd actually known each other for years. Um, we had lost touch and then we got back in touch again you know, spending a lot of time together, hanging out and all these things. Me never know him Oman because he never mentioned it at all. And I think I asked him something about it or, you know, I don't know. I, maybe I just assumed and it's my bad because maybe I didn't really, really, really ask. Um, you know, but the, I figured like the way we were talking and the kind of conversation, the amount of time we were spending together, there's no way possible you could have a girl and be doing it. But I've learned that people 
are deceitful. And when they want you, people will sometimes go to no ends to get what they want. They will lie. They will lie. (laughs) They will swear on everything that they love and they will lie. So with that being said, um, I remember going to his house one day and from our conversation, I was under the impression that he lived with his mom because he always referred to her as mom. Crazy, right? So we're there one day hanging out. Um, you know, two two things are going in, little foreplay starts, little pum pum licking and sucking, little cocky licking and sucking. We get to fucking sex is absolutely great. We fucked on uh like a what do you call it there? A workout bench. <laughs> the the level and height of it was it was perfect. Um great. Then I'm there, I'm in the bathroom, kind of cleaning myself up. I hear him go upstairs, and then I hear a woman's voice. And I'm like, oh, okay, well his mom came in. Good thing we stopped fucking because she would have heard the holy pop bawling and screaming that was coming from Jones. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I finish in the bathroom, whatever. I come out, I'm sitting on the the couch. So we're in the basement because we're listening to music and he was mixing beats and this kind of thing. So I'm there and this woman comes downstairs who's like our age. And he introduces her and like he looks me in my face with that kind of don't say nothing. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm going to explain kind of look. And he introduced her. I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, yeah, this is my longtime friend. You know, we had lost contact. And I buck her what the other day. And you know what I mean? She came over and I was just like, you know, showing her some of my music and all the stuff that I do. And la, 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 la. He's a producer. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, I played it off or whatever. And I'm, in that moment, I'm thinking to myself, I could have been an asshole and blew up her spot or blew up his spot. But I'm like, you know what? Let me do one better and just not ever talk to him again. One of them block and delete the things. So I was like, you know, um, time's going. I got to go and grab my kids from school. Meanwhile, the kids are not school age. He knows they're not school age. Like they're big enough to get home by themselves. They're not small, small kids that need to be picked up. But she doesn't know that because she doesn't know anything about me. Um, you know, and she's all sweet. She's like, oh, it's really great to meet you. She's like, you know, come by anytime. And I'm thinking, girl, if I come by anytime, I your man kakimi fa. You don't want to invite me to come by anytime. But then I was also disgusted by him you know what i mean that i'm the kind of person y'all know give me the choice you may still get some front but don't like trick me in because i promise you you see that good pussy that way i get you would never in your life get it again so like i said i made my excuse i exited i'm in the car driving now i'm twist i'm angry i'm bent and i was like you know what Bitch, it's okay. You don't ever have to talk to this man again. And I promise you, as I was just about to like block the number, he calls. So I answered him like, what? He's like, I'm so sorry. Let me explain. Hanged up the phone. He calls back. What? I know. I know. I know. Hang up again. You see, by that time, I think I had pulled up to a light. I just blocked that bitch one time. Block it and delete the number. Um, and so of course, you know, there's a section of your phone where you can see when the person continues to call, but it shows up as a block number. I was like, you have time. You have time. Um, (laughs) yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of doing grimy shit. You know, um, ask me if I want to actively participate. Like I said, you may still get some pum pum. You may still get some pum pum. At the very worst, you're not going to get any. Are you going to die? I would hope not. If your sole ambition is to lie to me just so that you could, you know, like, so for us to have, you, you need to figure your shit out because that's just crazy to me. Men, people who lie to people just to fuck is crazy to me. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. You know, you'd probably get more dick or more pussy if you actually just told the truth. 
Because some people are okay with like having a one slap, whether you've got a girl or not, whether you've got a man or not, whether you've got your person or not. Some people are okay because they don't necessarily want to be with you. They just want a good slam and that's it. You know what I mean? Stop tricking people into sex. That's just fucking crazy to me. Like that's just crazy to me. But that's, uh, I guess it's not a worse sex story because it's not something that actually happened in the sex, but just kind of like the, the culmination of it and her coming home. I Like I said, I promise you, if she had come in five minutes earlier, she, yeah, she, I, I don't live there. I don't know if there would have been a fight. I know I would have gone the fuck home, but him, he probably would have been, yeah, there would have been a, a situation. So his mom is his girl, not like his mother, mother. But for whatever reason, I don't know if that's what he calls her mom or moms or something like that. Um, so one of them things that, and and so like, I guess now, like as I was playing it back in my head, I was thinking like, he never said my mom. He just said, I live with moms. And you know, sometimes that's just how people talk. They don't necessarily have the, to qualify it or, or um, own, own, own it. You understand what I said? Like, like for me, uh, you know, it's like you're saying, who do you live with? You live with moms. Like I live with, I live with, yeah, I live with moms. I would never in my life think to say that that's his woman. And like I said, hindsight is twenty twenty. After I'm driving away and thinking about it, he's like, huh, he calls his girl moms. Like, <laughs> absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, next question, uh, AJ, could you ever see yourself being in a poly lifestyle? Um, and they put the side eyes. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a, a question to, to find out if they should be sending an invitation, but, um, I, I definitely would. Uh, I think as I've gotten older, it's one of the things that I've recognized and come to appreciate about myself just in terms of, um, what it is that I want out of my life, the way that I would want to date. And not to say that I don't believe in monogamy because I do, but I also believe in um, having uh, or being in poly poly type relationships. Um, so for me, I don't know that I would want to be a thruple, but I would definitely, um, I definitely would live a poly solo lifestyle. And I remember when I first started doing the podcast, that word was introduced to me. I'd never heard it before. Um, so like three years ago, poly solo. And it basically is that, you know, um, you're ethically non-monogamous and that means that you let people know that, you know, you have, um, multiple partners, um, in these situations, you know, and I have it regardless, you know, just because, um, you, you know, you'd exchange your test results to make sure people know that you're safe in the event that you choose not to use, um, protection or what have you, but, um, just letting people know for, so for me, it's like, if, if you're, if you're with somebody, let's take it from a heterosexual pr- perspective. If, if you as a man are in a relationship and, and I've had this happen where I've had a couple approach me, um, to ask whether or not I would be interested in being a third, not that I had to be their girlfriend, but they were interested in having a third person in their relationship and not just for sexual purposes, but to hang out, to spend time with, to go uh, you know, out on dates together as, as, a, as the three of us. Um, to maybe travel together and, and what have you. And that to me was something that was very appealing, um, especially like if I'm, I'm single, which I am, um, to be in that situation where I kind of get to experience both. So if the question is, do you like women as well? I like who I like. Um, I'm not always concerned about what the body of the person is or what they come in. Um, I, I don't want to put a label on myself, not because I'm running away or skirting from labels, but... Um, but I guess if I had to give myself a label, I would say that I'm 
pansexual. Um, oh, I never said that before. Not that it feels weird, but I just don't like the label of it. I like who I like and I love who I love, regardless of what your what the body is that you come in. Um, and so for me, being poly solo would be something that I would definitely do uh, if I was still single and decided to just not be in a relationship um, ever again. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. Um, but like I said, I, I wouldn't want to be a thruple. I don't want to be tied to one relationship. I want to be able to move about, but in an ethical type of way. And that means for me that I would have very open conversation with the couple who's trying to engage me to let them know that they are not the only couple that I'm engaged with or involved with, or they're not the only people because there might be sort of individuals. Um, but then also the other individuals to let them know that I am um, ethically non-monogamous and that I engage in a, in a polyamorous lifestyle. Um, I personally think that it's okay to love multiple people and I think that we have the capacity to love multiple people I think what gets in the way is people's staunch belief in monogamy which is fine um people's staunch belief that you can't love more than one person romantically which is crazy because people believe that you can love more than one person obviously if you've got um you know more than one child let's say but you also if you have siblings you know you have if you have parents that you that you know are, are in your life like you have the propensity to love more than one person so how is it that you can't sexually or intimately love more than one person um people equate sex to to love and i think that's where people get tripped up and so it's like well you love me and we have sex then you shouldn't be giving away my pussy if you love me and we have sex you shouldn't be giving away my dick those things don't necessarily equate. And I think for me, that's one of the reasons why I can have intimate and sexual, fulfilling intimate and fulfilling sexual experiences with people and not feel any type of way about it because I don't carry my feelings in my pum pum. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that I've, I've, I've been preaching as long as I can remember. Stop carrying your feelings in your pum pum. And that it's okay, especially for women, it's okay to have sexual and intimate experiences for the purpose of pleasure, the same way that you would indulge in eating ice cream and you know you say to yourself, this is sinful, it's bad for me. The same way that you indulge in something that you know you would deem to be, like food-wise, that you would deem to be self uh, uh, um, sinful, for, you know what I mean? Um, it, it's for the pleasure of it. And, and that's it. You know, we experience pleasure in so many different ways. I guess I just don't understand why people take sexual pleasure out of it and i know people talk about soul ties and this that and the third i think when so unpopular opinion forgive me i think that when people don't have enough awareness of themselves they think sexually that there are soul ties that are going to lead you to a place in hell and and the person that your energy has mixed up and i'm a, i'm i'm a, a i believe in the exchange of energy but i think that when you have a healthy mental state a healthy emotional state when you have a healthy understanding of self you don't get tripped up by those things you know what i mean like i don't hold malice in my heart towards anybody i promise you for even people who have wronged me people who have harmed me people who have put me in harm's way people who have done me bad done me wrong childhood trauma all that sort of stuff they're on on i'll say on god on the universe on mother earth on my children and everything I love. There isn't a single person on this planet that I hate. There really and truly isn't because I've resolved with myself a long time ago that every experience that I have, good, bad, or otherwise, has helped to shape the person that I am and I love her. 
I love her and I am proud of her. And I wouldn't change any of the experiences that I've had in my life, good, bad, or otherwise, because then I would be a different person. I wouldn't have the perspective that I have. I wouldn't have the emotional intelligence that I have. I wouldn't be able to recount the experiences that I had have had and and relay those to people in a meaningful type of way where they can empathize or they can connect or identify with. Um, I think part of the problem that people have with polyamory, one is what they've been trained and taught their entire lives, but also because people equate sex with love and you really shouldn't. Um, I don't know. I'm, I am living life in a pleasurable type of way. For me, that means, you know, um, indulging in the things that I want to indulge in without hurting anyone or without hurting myself. And that requires conversation that requires open, honest and transparent conversation. And a lot of people aren't ready for that. You have people who ask you for the truth and they're not ready for the truth because they have a version of what the truth is in their head that they're expecting to hear. And when they actually hear the version of your truth that you're giving them, which is your truth, they're not ready for that. And it fucks them up. And that's, that's the whole thing, I think, with, you know, people saying to themselves, like, well, why would you want to sleep with anybody else? It's not because I'm not, it's not because our sex is bad. It's not because there's anything wrong with our sex life. I just like variety. Maybe that's selfish to some people, but that's what it is. But again, it's not that I don't believe in uh, monogamous relationships, but for me, a monogamous relationship has a very specific way that it needs to look, sound, feel, and function in order for me to consider being in a monogamous relationship. And I think that that's possible. I think that it's possible because I'm able to articulate what my needs are. I'm able to articulate what my boundaries are. I'm able to articulate um, what I'm willing to give and I'm willing to meet halfway. And I'm willing to also um, heavily take into consideration what that person's needs are, what their wants, their desires, what their, their hard limits are, what their soft limits are, all of that sort of stuff and meet in the middle somewhere. So, excuse me. Um, that segues into, um, something that I'd wanted to say that I was asked earlier, um, for like a couple of people that I know this year, um, have left situations, left relationships that they were, they've been in for quite some time and that they were truly unhappy with, um, because of converse, not because of conversations that we've had or anything that I've said to influence them, but more so because of conversations around living in your truth, standing in your truth, um, and, and endeavoring to live as your authentic self. I think a lot of us for fear of being alone, um, for fear of relationship failure, for fear of chastisation, for fear of what the public is going to say, what our family is going to say, what our friend. A lot of us are in relationships and situationships that we really don't want to be in because we're so concerned about everything else and everyone else. Um, I am a true believer uh, in living and standing in your truth and the importance of that, even if it means that there are people who are going to fall to the wayside. Because at the end of the day, You have people who love you, but there isn't a single person who can love you more than you love yourself. There isn't a single person who can love you more than you love yourself. And I don't give a fuck. If you think contrary to that, you need therapy. There isn't a single person on this planet who can love you more than you love yourself. I'm going to say it again. There isn't a single person on this planet who can love you more than you love in your love yourself. And it's important for us um, to, to stand in our truth. You have, 
People who smile all the live long day, pretending that they're happy and end up committing suicide because they can't take it anymore. And they don't, they don't want to live and disappoint the people that they love. And so they'd rather just not be here and take themselves out of the equation. So those people can move on at some point and figure out how to find the happiness that they're seeking. Could you imagine? Could you imagine not living in your truth because you're so concerned about disappointing somebody? There isn't a single person on this planet that is going to love you more than you love yourself. And there isn't a single person on this planet that should value you more than you value yourself. It's, it's, it's impossible. You have to love you more than anybody could ever love you. And if anybody ever tells you that they love you more than you love yourself, they are, you know what? They could be right because they see the harm that you're causing to yourself, but that needs to be changed. There, there, There cannot be somebody who loves you more than you love yourself. And, and if you feel like you don't, please seek therapy, talk to someone, you know, there may be fear in, in, in the vulnerability of it, but talk to someone who can give you perspective. And so a lot of work that I've done this year behind the scenes, outside of the podcast, um, you know, ahead of, of completing my certification is having conversation with people about living and standing in their truth, you know, not shucking and jiving for anyone. Um, you know, stop letting people take advantage of your kindness and then giving you some bullshit excuse about why they do it. And, and, and you try to swallow that, you know, people telling you that you're not good, all of that stuff. We need to, we need to start cutting the negativity out of our life. So we're not cutting our own lives short. You understand what I'm saying? Cut the negativity out of your life. So you're not cutting your life short and feeling like that's your only alternative because it's not. You are worthy. You are absolutely worthy. And I think for 2023, I know I'm going to say this again at the end of the, this episode, but I think for 2023, I think that's going to be my message going forward to people. You know, I, I know that I've said uh, in my DM, not in my DMs, like in my stories and in conversation and in some episodes, like you're worthy, you know, and whoever in your life has, has caused you to feel that you are not, fuck them in their hole, (laughs) fuck them, you know, we need to start feeling and knowing that it's okay to cut negative people out of our, you don't owe them anything, and I, you know me, I say this all the time, I don't care if it's family, friends, whoever, the people who are causing you stress, strife, the people who are causing you to make you feel like you are unworthy, the people who are causing you to make you feel, causing to make you feel like you are a burden to them, even though you give everything that you have over and over again, the people who belittle you, the people who berate you, the people who don't support you, the people who don't believe in your, your dreams, the people who will go out and buy something from somebody else, you know what I mean? Even though what you're what you're selling is the same quality and cost because they, they you're not as successful as yet and they're waiting for it to see you blow up and then they're gonna come like all the, all that negativity all them the people they cut that shit twenty twenty three leave them people in twenty twenty two beg you do there isn't anybody that should love you more than you love yourself okay I'm getting off my soapbox now um <laughs> so um uh another another question that i was asked is um what is the biggest the biggest lesson that i have learned uh in 2023 sorry 2022 so the biggest lesson that i've learned or my takeaway from 2022 is it may not be what you want but it might be what you need you know it's like 
again, going back to the, the truth thing, sometimes you ask people to tell you the truth and you're not prepared for it because you have a version of the truth that you think you're going to hear. And then they tell you the truth, truth. Um, that's that for me is in those moments. It may not be what you want, but it might just be what you need. You know, I tell people all the time because I apologize to people for hard talking them. Um, I've had people who have asked me my opinion and I've given it to them and they've legit never asked me anything again. They've stopped talking to me and I'm okay with that. If me telling you the truth brings enlightenment to you, but embarrassment and shame to you where you feel like you have to stop talking to me, I'm okay with that. If it helps you grow, if it helps your, your growth and development, if it helps you progress in a more positive way from hearing that, but you feel like you can't talk to me anymore because you're embarrassed or whatever the feeling is that you have, I'm okay with that. As long as you've heard me and you've digested it, I'm okay with that. Because sometimes what you want, it may not be what you want, but it might be what you need. And sometimes we don't recognize it because we're standing in it. Sometimes you can't see the shit because you're standing in it. Sometimes, you know what I mean? And after a while, like, like anytime we go to the bathroom, like after a while, the start, the smell starts to normalize. You become nose blind. Sometimes you're standing in the shit and you can't recognize that you're in the shit because you're in the shit. It may not be what you want, but it might be what you need. That is the biggest lesson that I learned in 2022. It may not be what you want, but it might be what you need. And I'm taking that forward with me into 2023. And that doesn't just apply to people like around me that applies to myself um you know I've gotten better at asking the questions where I know that what I'm going to hear may make me cry may make me emotional may make me mad but I know that the person who's 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 giving me the response is doing it from a loving place so when sometimes you know you have that inkling like you've done something where you fucked up or you've done something that you probably shouldn't have done you know what I mean but you're you're standing on stubbornness and you don't want to apologize you don't want to initiate you don't want to engage you know and all your pride gets in the way and all this kind of stuff I will go to the people that I trust there are three of them <laughs> my wife Trisha, shout out my husband wife keys and somebody who's fast becoming one of my best friends have if those are the three people that I know are not going to bullshit me um, they will give me the bitter pill to swallow, but they will also give me the water for swallow the pill. Um, and I know that they're not going to lead me astray. They're not going to, they're not, they're not yes men. And they're not going to tell me what I hear just because they love me. Um, and Trisha's husband as well. Shout out to Jason. The four of them, they will give me the perspective that I need from a place of love, but they tell me the truth, even when it's the hard truth. And it may not be what I want, but it is what I need. That is my, that was my learning for 2022. And I'm, I'm going to take that into 2023, um, and, and continue. Sometimes, you know, you can't always ask opinions of other people because sometimes they'll just tell you what they want to hear because they want what you want to hear because I want to stay in your good grace. I'm not concerned about these people staying in my good grace because I love them and they will always be in my good grace. But you need people around you who are going to give you the truth in a real way, sometimes in a rough way. Um, I know people talk about delivery and, and you know, like I try, <laughs> I try my best not to be an asshole when I'm giving a response, but sometimes I'm going to be an asshole because sometimes people need to be hard talked in order for them to hear it. This person that I, I just mentioned a little while ago, I was giving her the response in a gentle type of way until she just refused to hear. Well, maybe if I, and maybe he could, and maybe, you know, if I, if I, and, and I, and I had to rough her up. I had to rough her up and hard talk her. And I warned her that I was about to hard talk her and she, she didn't love it. But my response hadn't changed. Like what I was saying in the gentle, nice way, I was saying in the hard way, like he doesn't 
want you. There is nothing that you, whatever it is, right? Um, and it, it wasn't what she wanted to hear, but it definitely is what she needed because then she asked another mutual friend of ours and the mutual friend and I had not had a conversation about her because when you ask me something and you ask me for a vault moment, I keep it there no matter what. And her friend, our mutual friend told her the same thing. And so I think at that point it sunk in for her, um, that, <laughs> you know, you just, yeah, it wasn't what you wanted, but it, it was what you needed to hear in order to help you move on. Oh my goodness me. Um, and I think that that's it for me as far as questions. Let me just go back through and make sure, um, that there isn't anything that I missed. Oh, no, there is one that I missed. Sorry. Uh, so the last question of the hour, um, being that you work in the pleasure industry, do you find it hard to form genuine, intimate, and sexual bonds with others outside of your craft slash occupation? Um, and I think that this was a great uh, question. Um, shout out to a student for Shifu for submitting this question to me. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a yes or a no. So I definitely don't immediately tell people <laughs> what I do. Uh, I definitely don't immediately tell people about the podcast. I don't tell them about um, the Pum Pum Chronicles brand. I don't tell them about um, my OnlyFans. I don't even tell them about like my personal page uh, or anything like that, you know? And we live in the day of an age of social media where people want to go and find you. I will tell you the crazy story even in regards to that, just as an aside. So as I'd mentioned before, I was on POF. There was somebody that I talked to for whatever reason, I, did, I wasn't feeling the vibe with the person or, you know, like I just, Yeah. And I remember ending up blocking the person and the person put two and two together and went to look for badass Jones on social media. And of course I popped up and this person messaged me. Yeah. Messaged me in my DMs um, saying that, hey, my name is such and such. Uh, we met on POF. Um, I hadn't heard back from you. I was looking for you, but I couldn't find you on POF because I blocked you. Um, I couldn't find you on POF, you know, I'm still really interested in getting to know you. So I decided to look you up on social media. You know, um, I really want to talk. I really want to get to know you hit me back one stalker behavior. I get when you're interested, you're interested. Um, but if you weren't able to find me anymore on social on, on POF or get in contact with me, Bridget, you couldn't put two on two together to say that's because you were blocked. Maybe nobody's ever blocked you before and you didn't know, but it's because you were blocked. So, uh, yeah. So that person finding my social media is, it, Anyways, so I generally don't give out those types of personal tidbits about myself. You know, I'll tell you about my family. I'll tell you about where I grew up. I'll tell you about my background, what kind of food I like, what I like to do for fun. I will tell you all of that sort of stuff um, because I've had people be immediately judgmental um, about what I do for a living. Um, you know, and it's like you don't get a chance to explain that, you know, you do education Um and, and granted, you know, I have my OnlyFans, you know, and <laughs> I would say that's for educational purposes as well, for whoever uses it, for pleasure purposes. Um, but trying to explain to people that you work in the sex work industry, but you're not a sex worker per se, um, but you do like everything that surrounds that and, and, you know, the pleasure industry, let's say. People have a hard time because automatically their go-to is like, oh, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're fucking all over the place and this, that, and the third, and oh, I could never... And, and then they, there's, you know, so where there was a genuine interest to get to know you and, you know, uh, let's say you're talking for like a month and conversation is great. The second that you drop that, 
Yeah, it goes one of two ways. Either they're not interested anymore because, you know, their egos get in the way and they can't think outside of themselves to like 5.5 seconds ago, you were just in love with me and wanted to wife me up and make, you know, five babies to now you're intimidated or whatever the case may be. So it, it, it either goes that way or it goes into being entirely sexual and then all the conversations are about sex what you like what you do what's your craziest sex story where's the best place that you've ever had sex how many people have you had sex like everything just becomes about that um and then for me i lose interest because it's like if you're just looking for somebody to fuck tell me that up front so i don't go through wasting my time and getting to know you or having you get to know me and then i'll make a decision about whether or not i want to give you some some pum pum um and so it, it is challenging sometimes, but thankfully, um, you know, I've, I've come across people who don't care about any of that kind of stuff and they see me, AJ, um, not Badass Jones, not the social media personality. And then even outside of that, for most of you who don't even know that I have an actual name, <laughs> you know, um, the people who get past AJ and learn me, um, yeah, you know, those, those are the people that have been amazing in my life and they don't really care about what it is that I do. And oftentimes they'll be supportive. Um, but even within that, there are people who know that what I do, like right off the bat, because they follow me on social media and we've developed relationships, we've developed friendships, we've developed, um, you know, engaging uh, interactions. And I, and I, I love that as well. Um, you know, there are people who have followed my OnlyFans and then have messaged me because they know that I'm also um, doing my certification to become a relationship and sex coach. And so they're, you know, like um, one individual, you know, is interested in doing sessions with me with as like as a couple with him and his lady, but also doing um, introspective sessions with me around his sexual needs and how to convey those and, and, and deal with all that kind of stuff. Um, and I, and I think that that's a wonderful thing. And so those are the people that I, that I focus on. And I know that there's, there's balance in everything. There are going to be people who'd be like, oh my God, ew. And then there are going to be people like, oh my God, that's fantastic. You know? Um, and, and it is what it is. You know, I don't wrong people who are anti what I do and those people that don't want to get to know me. And then I just focus on the people who have a genuine interest in not just knowing about what I do and who I am from that perspective, but who I am outside of that and the things that I'm interested in. Um... So I, yeah, I don't find it hard to form genuine, intimate and sexual bonds with people. Um, I'm, it just depends on who the person is. Anybody that's for me is for me and anybody that's not, fuck them, fuck them people. <laughs> so that is it for me. Last episode of 2022. Um, big up on our blood clad selves. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Um, I wish, I wish everyone peace and love and prosperity, um, mental strength, emotional fortitude, and all good things going into 2023. I will say again, um, you know, maybe things to consider going into the new year when someone is giving you their perspective or advice, it may not be what you want, but it might be what you need. Um, and remember that there isn't anybody that can love you more than you can love yourself. And if you're in a place where you feel like you can't do that, I implore you, you know, seek the help that you need. Talk to people who can support you and help you with that. Um, you know, because sometimes we, we feel like we just want to, to give up and, you know, there are people who can help you to not feel that way. Um, so I am grateful and I am thankful to everyone who has supported 
me and my vision and the Pum Pum Chronicles and that Badass Jones Kid brand um, from the beginning until now. Um, I am I am grateful for everyone who supports me, AJ, on a whole. Um, I appreciate you. You know, I appreciate the relationships that I've developed, the people that I've come in contact with. Um, to anyone who has ever listened to my advice and applied it to their lives, um, thank you for trusting me. For people who have submitted questions uh, of a personal nature or just in the interest of wanting to get to know me, I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, to my loved ones, to my family, to my friend, <laughs> Slim, Mr. L, Val, um, three guys and a girl, big up on ourselves. Shout out to you guys. Thank you for trusting my vision and for continuing to do this with me um, moving into a new year. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2023. And, um, you know, looking forward to doing great things with all of you. So in the meantime and in between time, posse, stay up, stay blessed, continue to practice your self-care. That is never not important. It is never not important because no one can love you more than you love yourself. Peace and blessings. Just being rational, boom boom, powers make some man bam rational. Well, me fun full of a pussy pig, make me woman a quarrel. It's just a pussy challenge, couple girls I'm yarding faring. No worry about it, falling. Text me when your pussy calling. Why the unnecessary balling? Balling. Let me, let me tell you something about the powers of a boom boom. Have to spend time, couple hours in a boom boom. Busting up pretty and no flowers in a boom boom. Life and fuck, nothing gone near no boom boom. Like Eiffel Tower, me stand up in a de boom. She wet up like a shower when me spilling at the boom boom Nine months time, baby, come out a boom boom Never underestimate the powers of a boom boom No boy kill them girl over the boom boom Madam get this hit through the power of the boom boom Absolute all him stack through the boom boom Pastor a preach and a beep on the boom boom Fat the boom boom, bring the thing or go come come Me a best girl for rep them out, boom boom so give me like a boom boom No girl can't tie me with the powers of a boom boom Let me tell you something about the powers of a boom boom If you spend time, couple hours in a boom boom What's in a pretty enough flowers in a boom boom Life and fuck, nothing gone near the boom boom Like Eiffel Tower, me stand up in a de boom boom She wet up like a shower when me spill in a de boom boom Nine months till it baby come out a boom boom Never underestimate the powers of a boom boom Nine boom boom boom, no back a girl a hardcore dancer, not a canal Love me trinity, all them hum just being rational Boom, boom, powers make some man bam, bash a gal Well, me fun full of a pussy pig, make me woman a quarrel It's just a pussy challenge, couple girls I'm yarding faring No worry about it, darling, text me when your pussy calling Why the unnecessary balling, balling Let me tell you something about the powers of a boom, boom Have to spend time, couple hours in a boom, boom Bossing no pretty and no flowers in a boom, boom Life and fuck, no figure Near the boom boom, like I 
Girl to a miss and up in at the pump pump She walk up like a shower when me spill in at the pump pump Nine months time baby come out a pump pump Never underestimate the powers of a pump pump